listening to the Rob today. I saw, I saw that that came up. It's one of the yeah. few times that I actually go to the to the to our page and start reading things. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. The Rob's uh, in rare form. Oh, I was, I was mad that it took as long as it did to get to the first sniff of the show. <laughs> now I could. Uh, I could have went back and like counted how many sniffs there were the entire time. Right. Um, but after that first one, it was like pretty hot and heavy, you know? Oh, so he was sniffing a bit. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So you're saying like, uh, his allergies kicked in. Yeah. Dust, dust yeah. mites. Oh, might, might be something else that looks like dust. I don't know. Yes. And whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, it was just one of those things where, like, you know, I'd, I'd mention, I, I might have mentioned to you a couple of weeks ago. Um, I'm like, eh, thinking about listening to the Rob again, you know, so on and so forth, just to see, because he had taken time off and then he came back and now he's back. And then I'm like, eh, I don't want to hear the Rob talk about like his thoughts on the Fantastic Four, you know. I don't want to hear the Rob talk about, I've like, it's a lot of, like, tried and true stuff. Mm-hmm. But then when I saw the one today where it was an entire episode devoted to Wizard Magazine. I'm in. I'm like, well, he's, he got me. <laughs> right. And, like, and if you read the thing, like, he says, he's like, I never talk about Wizard Magazine. And I'm like. Except all the times I talk about Wizard, Wizard Magazine. all the times you do. <laughs> right. Oh my god! But um, if he like I said, if he does a second part, I, it's not going to be like an everyday thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like there was um, there was an episode last week. Um, because you know, obviously, like it's thirtieth anniversary of a lot of stuff. You know. Oh really? Hadn't noticed. <laughs> and he put up a thing, and hang on, I gotta grab it here give me just a second no problem you take your time uh so he puts up an image for the podcast mm-hmm. again this is crucial you're gonna show it to me no okay that's why i was getting ready to look at my screen no you don't need to look at nothing that's so he puts I... up uh new rob observation the magnificent magnificent seven on the occasion of the 30th anniversary, I celebrate my fellow I celebrate my fellow fellow Image Comics founders, my favorite works and artistic achievements. Okay, mm-hmm. so he's got a picture of himself. He's got a picture of uh, Jim Valentino. He's got okay. a picture of Todd McFarlane. He's mm-hmm. got a picture of uh, Mark Silvestri. He's got a picture of Robert Kirkman. He's got a picture of Weiss Portacio. He's got a picture of Eric Larson and a picture of the image logo. You know, the original seven uh, image creators, right? Nobody missing there. Not as far as I could tell. Um, And some people did bring him the task uh, that he may have uh, missed someone and put Kirkman in place. Mm Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, you know this is, I guess, an un, uh, unofficial, uh, you know, uh, what is it uh, the Rob watch here? Right. Uh, and he says, "Look, I'm a hundred percent guilty 
of not altering an obvious go-to graphic. A lot of knee-jerk judgments based on a thumbnail. Maybe cool off and listen before acting a fool. Never angry, always amused by the people and their nonsense. Uh, Is he, what's he looking in the mirror? What's, I mean, uh, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He is, I'm starting to think he's, who's, who was the guy who carried the tennis racket in wrestling? Uh, Jim Clarinet. The Rob is the Jim Clarinet of comics. Hmm. He, he is. Everything old was good. Nothing's been good since him. Everybody who's getting over is getting over using him. It's all garbage. That's what the Rob... And this is the, the, the Rob pendulum with me. Like, he'll come back and I'll be like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm in, the, in the Rob's favor. You know what I mean? Like, he did something nice. And then he'll do the shield thing and, like, bury that poor you know, little known artist, and then he'll come back and something nice will happen. And now he's back like, oh, you you people jump into conclusions because I did a thing that does, you know, that is completely, you know, a, a work and just to get you excited and you got excited. So you're the asshole. You he's, he deleted the comment. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Because he definitely had a comment in there where, like, somebody questioned why he didn't put Jim Lee in there. Because he's jealous of Jim Lee, that's why. Okay, and he essentially said, he goes, well, Jim Lee's a bigwig at DC now, and he was the last one to join the crew. And when you look at the 30 years of Image, Kirkman has done more for Image than Jim Lee did. And that's just total bullshit. Right. Like, I mean, could you say that he's done more at Image? Yes, because, you know, Walking Dead had all the issues that he did. Jim Lee went off. But you don't say the original seven and then put Kirkman in there and leave Jim Lee out. And then when people question it, get mad. That's just lunacy. Lunacy, Joe. So then the comments on his Facebook page for the Wizard episode, uh, people acting like six, seven years of this magazine wasn't diminished returns, and and an eventual wipeout is turning away from history correcting itself. Right. I could say six or seven years of the Rob's career were diminishing returns. Maybe more, Joe. Mm Mm-hmm. Listen, I, I can and then, uh, and, and okay, then he says, uh, blah, 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 blah. You know, and he mentions it during the course of the episode uh, where someone j- just like casually says like, oh, Wizard was a big part of my fandom. I remember getting issue nine, uh, followed, uh, you know, X-Force to the birth of Image, um, so on and so forth. And, th- and then Rob replies, Wizard came out way after X-Force. And like, that's not what the guy was saying, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he continues, uh, as I mentioned in my podcast, Wizard was in no way responsible for any of my success. Its first issue arrived uh, four months after X-Force number one, nine months after New Mutants 100. Grateful to owe zero of my career to their manipulations. <laughs> He's just mad because Wizard never blew him. That's what it is. 
Right. And that's and, essentially what and, it comes and down to. Actively went after him. Actively. Um da, 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 I'm just trying to look through the rest to see if the Rob has any other usually his comments filter the to the top of right. his own stuff, you know? Right. Um but yeah, there's a there's a ton of comments on the episode and i even uh i very rarely do it but just because i brought it back that uh that rob liefeld account that is redoing watchmen in the style of the rob you know just fantastic i i tweeted at that guy with the article i'm just like saying hey i know you're a fan yeah uh you know i'd love you listen to the rob's podcast I love the stuff that he does with that account. Like, yeah. I'm doing the comedian. What does he need more? A metal arm or lots of pouches? What's the and what's the thing that he always says? I know what you're the, talking. The crescent. The crescent. No, the metal croissant that goes on the side of the head. Yes, which is fantastic. And now his big thing is the uh, people are asking about the like the the boxers mask protective things that like profit wears and everything and he's like breaking down the different times rob used it oh fantastic i wish the rob drew uh, a watchman it would be it would be even more timeless zach zach snyder would have got it 100 percent right if the rob had drew it oh and then he pointed out um and i i you know and i don't know if we got I don't know if we got to the issue. I'd have to look through issues of previewing the past of this. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was a 92 issue of She-Hulk by John Byrne. Right. Where he just completely lifts, like, the art and style from an issue of X-Force that the Rob did. Right, to to to, to, to roast him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then the Rob was probably thinking he was homaging him. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's how he thinks so yeah that's it you know we'll see um it does take a while to do the robs the robs her recaps um sure. because i what i do like as i'm you know because i'm doing it while i'm working right so it takes like this this episode is like an hour and 16 minutes and i think it took me like two and a half hours to get through the whole podcast Sure, because of extensive notes, you got to make sure you you got the correct quote. Yes. So, because a lot of times what I'll do is I'll just write down, like, loose, like, as he's going, I'll just, like, do... Um, time code and, like, an idea. Uh, no, 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 not time codes. Um, what's the what's the shorthand? Right, you're doing, like, an outline of, like, his... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, so, oh, this idea here, and, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll be doing that, and I'll just write down like a uh, shorthand of something that he just said, and then I'm like, okay, I can like I can recreate what he said from the shorthand of this and this and this and this and this, because I literally just listened to it seconds ago. So I'll pause it, I'll clarify the the clarify the statement, and then I'll hit like the thirty seconds back, right? And I'll listen. And I'm like, okay, I got what he was saying, right? Yeah. And there's stuff that gets eliminated and there's stuff that, you know, stays in. But then there's very specific stuff where like I have like if there's quotes around it, it's, you know, not it's it's in it's I try to make sure that it's not out of context. Right. Um cuz I don't want I I 
don't want to paint the Rob in a bad light. No, that's his I, job. I, right. I want to shine a light on the Rob mm-hmm. and let you make your own decision. Right. The, what's that? Uh, there's a there's a Jack White lyric that I love. It's like J- Joe's job is not to shine, but to illuminate. That's what you do, Joe. <laughs> you illuminate on uh, the Rob. Right. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I think you and the Rob are going to become great friends. <sighs> again, I'm I and again, I don't want to say that I'm afraid. Of him finding it, because he'll probably just block me, and then that'll be the end of it, you know? Right, and then he'll take down Longbox Heroes. Eh, uh, anything know. he's going to say is going to put eyes on us, so who cares? Yeah, you know? Um, I don't know, we'll see. If if it, It's just back, it just came back, you know, it's been away since February of 2021. Has it really? Yeah, I went and I checked. But I you weren't to- caught up to all those, right? You huh? checked out before that, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So if you remember, um, the when I checked out was the episode where he said it was when the DC Fortnite comic came out. Okay. And he said that he one hundred percent is on the side of retailers that are jacking up the price on the first issue of that, selling it to like the Johnny Come Latelys that are just coming into the store looking for the issue. Right. I get and it's like, listen, I get that he's trying to be on the side of the retailers, but like, you know, like if you got them in stock, it's not like, and, and like the, it's, it's the guy well, who in the most recent issue of the Rob Sir recap is he decries wizard for adding to, um, like the stock. Price yeah, that like yeah. your comic no, no, your comic loses value because the way that it used to work with Overstreet is Overstreet would come out at the end of the year, and like you would see your book go up sometimes by pennies or sometimes by dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, a book that you bought in January and December, you're seeing like, oh, it went up three dollars or four dollars or five dollars. Very rarely in Overstreet would you see a book come down because you're not getting that real time month by month reaction. Whereas with the Fortnite thing, it was literally like hour by hour reaction. Right. And the difference with me with the Fortnite book was you were, it was a book that was not going to remain hot. No. Do you know what I mean? Like pe- like these jerks that come in for like to, to our comic shop. And it's like, I'm just looking for random books. And then it just happens to be the, the book this week with the first appearance. Like yeah. you're, you're a Johnny come lately because your shop doesn't have it. That's the difference. With the Fortnite comics, it, these were literally comics that were going to be given to kids. They were going to use the codes. And then nobody was ever going to care about the Fortnite comic again. Right. And it was kind of like screwing the the kids or the fans of the game. And I'm like, okay, I kind of get, I you know, I, I get it. But it's different than, like, I, I, I kind of get when you jack up the prices for people who aren't customers to your shop and you know what they're doing. But then that's a whole other can of worms where I get, I I get, I made the mistake of getting in on it online where people are like, well, how do you know what people are just going to flip the book and what businesses of yours? And I'm like, well, what business is it of yours? What the retailer does with the book? 
you know, buy it or don't buy it. Uh, right. I, I, I get fired up, Joe. I get fired. Yeah. So it was like that's with the Rob. You get my 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 blood hot. Yeah. Well, so let's uh, let's change things. Let's cool things down. How is TV shopping going? Um, I haven't done it yet. Who knows? Maybe soon before football, it'll get done. Well, football's like two weeks away, ain't it? We don't yeah, care about well, preseason. No, I don't watch preseason, even though the Raiders are undefeated in preseason. But uh, what's their record? Oh, uh, two and oh. Oh, okay. I believe in the preseason, which you know doesn't matter unless it's two and zero. Oh, then it matters. Um, but yeah, so I'll get around to it. Oh, uh, Lee Feld replied to me. Yeah, uh, he said I do dip out uh, now and then. I do dip in and out, but have this one downloaded and ready to go when I have the chance. Ooh, good for him. Really think you'll enjoy it. That's it. Yep. <laughs> so what else has been going on with you? Um, I went to a country club over the weekend. Oh, excuse me. I didn't know they allowed uh, you into country clubs. They usually don't. I don't know if you saw the, the picture. It was on Twitter. It was like taking a shot off the deck at the, like, the, the fairway and stuff and people at the putting greens. And I'm like, I'm somewhere where I don't belong. Well, it was Scott's birthday last week. Oh, and is Scott a fancy gentleman? Uh, uh, no, but his father is. His father was the president of the country club for a little while. Um, so that was nice to find out. But he had they had a surprise birthday party. So they inv- I went down and uh, I went, you know, we were there and it was like a country club. It was, it was nice. It was nice. The, all the food was great. But like uh, when his sister sent out the invitation and I got my invitation. I was obviously surprised. Don't say anything. Get back to me. And like, there's the big square invitation. And then in the invitation is a little note that says, uh, this country club has a strict no denim policy. Oh boy. (laughs) And I felt that was, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, sent like, I don't, I'm, I want to talk to Scott later to find out how many people got that in their invitations. Because I'm betting it wasn't a lot of people. <laughs> but, yeah. So we I went there. It was fun. Did you golf? No. They just had a... They just had the uh, upstairs bar slash, like, reception area that they had. Um, I would never golf. Dear God, no. Alright. I, I, I've done putting, obviously. Everybody's pretty much done miniature golf if you grew up around here. Um, and I tried a driving range once, but it's really hard. And I'm like, my back is bad. Even back then, my back is bad enough. I don't need to be twisting and jerking, trying to hit a ball straight down a a fairway. Screw that. Completely understandable. I tried golf when I was in high school and that was really about it. Did your golf, uh, did your golf have high school? Did your high school have golf? Yes. Okay, see, we uh, that way we didn't have a golf. I th- we might have had a golfing thing, but I don't remember. I was anti-sports in high school or anything that involved <laughs> exerting myself. Uh, I you know once I got to high school, I did like what I thought were like the low impact ones. Like I tried golf, and golf was too expensive. You know, getting clubs and all that sort of shit. Right. And I did tennis for a couple of years. I enjoyed tennis. Oh, I would have loved to seen you out there with mm-hmm. like the little the the 
the sweatband and then the wrist sweatbands in your short tennis shorts. Nah, I think like I was that guy who played like tennis in jeans, you know? They had a strict no denim policy on the tennis courts, so That's I couldn't true. do that. But yeah. Uh, it, uh, the only time I ever got close, did I ever tell you about the time I was in lunch line in my high school years and the coach for the football team was like, it was like, I was eyeing up the kids, like who could be on the football team. And I walked in, I was getting lunch. The guy's like, uh, you, you like that? You like that? Or for whatever day it was like pizza or tacos, or whatever you like that. Give him a few more, give him a few more. He's like, and you could, uh, you know, kid, if you know, you come out of the football team, I can get you all you want. I'm like, you know what? I'm a glutton, but I'm not that much of a glutton, sir. Um, I could afford my own tacos or pizza. Thank you. <laughs> I don't need to, you know, go down and have you yell at me in the heat in the in the fall. I'm I'm 100% good with the two slices of pizza that I'm allotted from school. I don't need more. I'd like more. I don't need more. <laughs> exactly. He was none too happy. Hmm. No, I was never and never actively recruited for anything. Um, but that's pretty good that the guy tried to get you, you know? Yeah, with food. I was like, now if you tried comics. Like, right. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I'll go out. I would have been the kicker. As they said, <laughs> I would have really filled out those tights, Joe. Oh, my goodness. That was uh, a quote from a... When the Raiders kicker was Sebastian Janikowski, I love him. He was like six, like eight, like 290 pounds. Like he was huge. And he'd come trotting out in the field and he looked like you thought, like a, like, like a person stuffed into a sausage casing. And the one announcer was like, here comes Janikowski, the Polish cannon. <laughs> he really fills out those tights. <laughs> I, I use that like all the time during football. Polish cannon. I miss him. Where is he? I hope he's doing okay. He retired. He retired. He had uh, back problems. Mm-hmm. See? Should have took up golf instead. How was how was your weekend, Joe? Uh, we were here uh, alone because April went off to the shoe show for work. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, she works... Um, you know, at a fancy shoe place, you know, not a sponsor, not a sponsor. Um, and I had to tell her, uh, listening to my, uh, Conrad verse pod podcasts, mm-hmm. uh, Conrad always makes the joke that him and his buddy's nickname for the strip club is the shoe show. <laughs> okay. Cause what are the, what are all the girls wearing there? Shoes and That's a smile. <laughs> right. So when she just kept saying the shoe show, the shoe show, I'm like, I have to tell you, I have to tell you this story. So there was none of those shenanigans going on there. Uh, she went, uh, she hustled, um, you know, got like a bunch of free shit, um, helped her boss who she went with kind of like, like, oh, that guy was a jerk. I don't, you know, whatever. And she's like, screw that. We sat through his hour presentation. You fill out that form and we get those free shoes, you know? Mm hmm. Uh, so it's just me and the boy, um, Saturday and Sunday, a lot of eating out, um, just cause it w- works out better that way. He had a friend stay over Saturday into Sunday, uh, went to go see, uh, oh, went to the tomato festival in Pittston, the tomato festival. Ooh, did you stay for the tomato fight? 
they don't do the tomato fight no more because of COVID. Oh, what? Come on. Yeah. Tomatoes don't like, transfer COVID. Two years ago, obviously, there was no tomato festival. A year ago, tomato festival was back. No tomato fight. Um, so uh, no tomato fight this year either. Um, so when we went to my dad's on Sunday, he has a garden in the back and he took some of the shittier tomatoes mm-hmm. and let the kids have their own tomato fight. There you go. Just yeah. no COVID, just monkey pox all around. Well, you say that, uh, the youngest, uh, showed up and he was miserable. You know, he's only, th- he's three, you know, whatever. Um, and he was miserable and we got him to turn around and play and have fun and everything else like that. And then, uh, Monday we get a text, uh, that says he has a uh, hoof and mouth disease, foot and mouth disease. What do you call it? Hoof and mouth disease. Foot, foot and mouth disease. And we're like, oh, hopefully you guys don't get it. Just keep an eye on yourselves, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think when Asa was that age, he had it like no less than three times. Uh, one was from putting the rocks around like the patio at my dad's house in his mouth. <laughs> Another time was licking the steering wheel on like the playset at Kirby Park. And we couldn't remember what the third time was. Right. But he's had it. We're like, ah, I'm going to like dose him with some Claritin. And he'll be okay. And nobody gives a shit about me. So we're fine. You know? Right. Yep. Yep. And uh, trying to think of else. And that was it. It was an un- Oh, so I, I uh, actually somewhat organized the office uh, over the last several months as stuff had been coming in, whether it be dolls or protectors for the dolls. Right. Everything was kind of coming in. And I was like, okay, here's a pile of dolls, here's a pile of protectors, and here's, like, dozens of empty boxes, right? Mm-hmm. So I just kind of, like, got the dolls and the protectors, and I got rid of all the uh, empty boxes that were in the office. There you go. You should see a certain other co-host's basement, Joe. Just yeah? full of empty boxes. So he don't put those pictures up on no social media. No, that's the one that shows the problem, not the, yeah. the fun part. Here, here's my here's my garage. There's no car in here. Just hundreds and hundreds of foam items and wedding brawlers. Right, and empty boxes that are smushed from angry post people. Yeah. Uh, but no, so and that so that was um that was that. That was my week, uneventful. Um that's why I had to like front load it with the Rob. Uh got an eventful weekend coming up this weekend. Uh, of course, wrestling, uh, LVAC, Steel Stacks, SmackDown, Eddie Kingston, Orange Cassidy, famous professional wrestlers from the TV are coming to uh, Little Bethlehem to do some wrestling. Uh, it's going to be exciting. I'm excited. I like wrestling. Um, there was uh, an overture made to try to get Adam to do commentary again. Uh-oh, but the the lope wasn't padded enough? No, I I I I told the boss. I'm like, "Adam's retired. He don't do no commentary no more. He ain't got he you don't want no part of it, you know?" Don't blame him. It's a rough life. Look what it, it is did to you. Life. Yeah, look at me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just tell Mantis I'm not interested. All right. You were not on the short around. list or the long list uh to do commentary. Oh, good. Good. I was worried. I know. You're always worried. Uh, but that's it. Um, you know, I think we're going, uh, I think there's an invitation either pre-show or post-show 
uh, to be going out for dinner with some folks. We'll see how that goes. Tell some people I said hi. I will tell at least one person you said. At least two people you said hi. There you go. Uh, oh, and hey, uh, last but not least, uh, you know, we teased it last week, of course, and I hadn't gotten a chance to listen to it because it not it had not uh, been released or escaped, whatever verbiage you want to use. <laughs> right. uh, the first episode of No Chance in Helmet came out this past week. Right. A, a truly great first episode of any podcast, Joe. I I enjoyed it very much. Uh, I thought you and Marcus had good chemistry once the ball got rolling. Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit and I could and I uh, you know in the the doll boy group I, I told your friend uh, Fig Daddy Cool that in the beginning of the show when Marcus described football as getting CTE six seconds at a time right I like I was walking to uh, the ATM to go get money from the car mm -hmm. and like I like I had to like stop and like hold my sides I was laughing so hard when he said that where's that from I don't know. I don't know where it's from. Oh, that, okay. See, I thought it was be a Marcus original. I don't know. I thought it was a take on something. Like, you know what it I mean? It could be. If so, that's the thing. If it is, don't tell anyone and let them think it's yours. Right. Okay. Uh, he said it. So listen, if it was said somewhere else, it's definitely not as popular to me as No Chance in Helmet. So. Right. Well, what I mean is, I think maybe it's like some. You get something six seconds at a time. But it's not CTE. Like he's he's that's what he's doing. I don't know. That's why I was asking. Gotcha. It sounds like a Fast and the Furious quote, but who knows? Well, I know like you live your life uh, six seconds uh, at a time. Oh, okay. No, Maybe. he lives his life a quarter mile at a time. That's what it is. Right. See, now if he said you were getting CTE at ten yards at a time, then that would have made sense to me. Okay. I don't know, but he is a, he is a genius. I tell you, he's the heart and soul of No Chance in Helmet, Joe. <laughs> and I'll give you this public, uh, and again, not a criticism, but a critique. Um, you know, obviously, because this is going to be more or less like a one-and-done show. Mm -hmm. um, and it's going to be evergreen. Like, people can come back to this and listen to this for, like, years on end, right? Right. When you guys were getting into, like, the nitty-gritty and uh, minutiae, of 2022-2023 predictions and draft picks. And, like, well, I think the Patriots are going to get, like, a number two draft pick next time around. And I'm like, don't don't date and timestamp any of the stuff that you're talking about. Or if you are, be, like, Tim needs to be very clear. It's like, these guys are talking about the 22-23 season. No. Oh, you know. I, I, I get you. First of all, that's never me. Because no, no, no. So, uh, I uh, Marcus will start it, but you'll, ch you know, obviously, like a good podcast co-host, you don't let him hang out there and just be like, yeah, you said a bunch of shit. I'm just gonna let you like die in the vine there, you know. Right. But he'll be like this and that and this and that and their defense and this and that and this and that. And I'm like, I don't follow football that way. I don't understand the salary cap. I don't know. I don't have right. predictions. My prediction is the Raiders Pain. go 17 and 0 and then win the Super Bowl. That's that's an evergreen prediction. Right. So, but Marcus want, you know, kind of does that and I, and I, and I, you know, because there was a little bit where we ended up talking about uh the Patriots and I was we ended up talking about uh, Bill Belichick, the coach, and I'll be like, "Well, that's history, but that's right. like 
talking that's about the past. Tom that's Brady cool. breaking up and how I feel about them now. And that's evergreen because right. they're broke up and they're probably never getting back together. But in my heart of hearts, Marcus came, came along and did this kicking and screaming. I mean, eagerly. Right? <laughs> so I almost don't have the heart to shut him down. Like in the beginning. Yeah, I get you. I get you. So it's like, you want to do this brother, you go do it. And then he has, he has a bodyguard. I'm, I'm afraid of, you know, I think that's the bit I'm supposed to be doing. Oh, okay. (laughs) Cause he's the Tony Stark of, of like podcast. He's got a bodyguard, you know, quote. Um, so I, yeah, I just like whatever Marcus wants to do, he can do as long as he doesn't do it for 20 minutes. There you go. On their wrestling podcast this week, they fir- they spent the first 11 minutes of their show talking about their fantasy baseball draft. Ooh. Ugh. Oh. Yuck. Who wants to listen to American Cricket? Before, before the show started, because uh, Tim was like, oh, I, I wish, you know, I was recording earlier so we could do No Chance in Helmet after dark, right? So we're going, he's talking about, uh, I don't know if you know this, Marcus kind of likes the Yankees. He does, yes. yes. And he's talking about the Yankees, and I'm just like, I don't know, man, I can't really get into baseball. But if I was, if I was, I, I would be behind those uh, white meat baby faces, the Astros, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we do a video chat so we can see each other, and I can just, I've never seen, like, like uh, uh Marcus has like Eddie Munson eyes, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, oh yes, his sweet, beautiful doe eyes. Yes. But he got hot when I brought up the the Strohs, and yeah. he was like, "Oh yeah." I'm like, and then I was like, if any team was gonna be the Raiders of baseball, it would be the gar- the garbage can banging, sign stealing Astros. <laughs> so I'm rooting for the Strohs. And then after that, uh, no chance in helmet became a little more. Tense, if you will. Mm-hmm. So you might have heard this. They they make a point on uh, Final Wrestling Place not to swear. Mm-hmm. They'll say no harshies. But a lot of times, you know, like I mentioned, they spend 11 minutes talking about their fantasy baseball draft or football draft, whatever the fuck it was, right? Baseball mm-hmm. draft. Let's just pretend that's what it was. But there was an episode when the verdict came down in regards to the Astros cheating, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Marcus is like, I'm going to go off about this. And he goes, Tim, I'm just giving you a heads up. You might need to delete something I say. Right. <laughs> so he was fired. Like, and what was left in? You could tell. Not a bit, not an act. He was hot and he needed to vent this out. Or like someone was going to like, like whoever a friend of his might've been across the squared circle from that weekend might've got called Nolan Ryan, does he still play for the Astros? I don't know if Nolan Ryan ever did, but okay. Nolan Ryan did play for the Astros back when I watched baseball in 1992. Come on, you should know this from previewing the past in the sports card section where there would be like all these Nolan Ryan commemorative bullshit things or whatever, you know? True. Maybe I should buy a few for uh, Marcus (laughs) for being on the No Chance in Helmet podcast. Oh, my goodness. Here you go. All right, so a lot of a lot of granular, a lot of behind the scenes dirt uh, in all the world, and I oh and yeah, so they got the wrestling this weekend, and then uh, my kids' piano uh, recital thing at um, Knobles is this Sunday. Ooh, 
Uh, last year it got rained out and got moved indoors, and this year they're just like, yeah, it's just going to be in the new. It's just going to we're going to keep it in the indoors place. It's easier that way. Right. No wet pianos for you guys. Exactly. So that's it. That's the end of the show. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, patreoncom slash heroes, uh, Amazon, click through, T Public Store, support us. You know, that sort of thing. Uh, this was episode 406 of Longbox Heroes After Dark. Bye, everyone. You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Network.